So you don't even know, by the way, we have our first sponsor. Go on. It's, uh, it, it's my mom, but it, it's actually really interesting because she is not, she paid me the dollar and she's not advertising anything for herself or even where she works. So my mom works with uh, adults with developmental disabilities. They don't, we don't have the organization that she works for here in California, but she's familiar and knows the ARC. I'll give you the dollar, do an ad for the ARC. I thought that was really cool that she's like just doing that just for her industry, for where she works and what's important to her in her life. So that is really cool. Like job skills and employment opportunities for adults with developmental disabilities, right? Yeah, exactly. They have a set, they have a location in San Francisco. Yeah. I'm familiar with the one in New Orleans. Gotcha. Yeah. No, they're everywhere. So yeah. Support the ARC. Like, share, subscribe, and donate. They're probably a 5013C and need your money more than we do. I'm Hunter Pence, and you're listening to the Misplay Podcast. Oh, yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Misplay, where we drop $1,500 in startup fees. My name is Mark. My name is Jason. And yeah, we've spent some money already. Did we need to is a really good question you can ask us. Let's start with where are we? We've released our first episode. We have recorded and you're listening to episode two. We're doing a lot of business things. We're doing some game design things. And so we've launched a podcast. Mark, just out of curiosity, tell me all the things you need to do to launch a podcast. Create a studio, record episode, edit, publish. Nailed it. Okay. I mean, those are, those are things you do. As we said on the last show, this was not Mark's area of expertise. Definitely not. You said this is not the fun part. For sure. The things that you mentioned and just highlighted, you, you like doing those things. And they're the things that I'm aware of. I'm guessing there are things that you did in between or before or after the things that I said that have to happen in order for the show to happen. That's right. There's a lot of things that you do not have the password to. For example, can you get onto the website? Visit themisplay.com. I can. But you can't log into it. You couldn't no. change. I want you to change something. No. Right. You won't even give me Patreon and I'm supposed to be our marketing person. That's right. How about Instagram? Can you get in the Instagram? Uh, I saw that you posted. But you're locked out of a lot of things. There's a lot of things that uh, you're not allowed to touch at the moment. It hurts. So, yeah, there, there's all these other things that we have been working on so that when the, when the podcast went live last week, that people could go to our website. People could go to our Discord. People could go to our Patreon page. Instagram, which was new for me. Facebook, also up new for me. And of course we talked about, and if you look on Instagram, you can find a picture of our studio. Such that it is. Such that it is. Luckily, these are things I like to do. These are things that I've been working on for a while. I've always liked owning the brand. I know you've looked at Instagram. You've seen the first couple of posts. You like them, right? Did you like them? Under duress. <laughs> um, now in fairness, Instagram and Facebook are definitely new for me. 
it's been a long time since I have actively used social media. Like we're going back MySpace. Like that's how far we're going back when I was an active member of like those sort of spaces. So it's new for me. I'm having fun with it. And I understand what we're supposed to be doing. I look at a lot of the other podcasts in the space or board game companies and I, I, you know, I'm liking what they're doing. I'm looking at what they're doing and trying to get our name out there. It's always been important to me that the misplay, I don't want to say looks real because obviously we're real. You're a very real person in front of me. But it's important to me that when somebody goes to our website or to any of our socials, they go, oh, cool. This looks good. This looks professional. And active and current, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, it's easy to have those things and then not do anything with them. But I know now that you're getting your wheels under you that there will be a consistent stream of activity. I don't have a set goal at the moment of how many times I'm going to post on Instagram, but I'm, I'm trying to, you know, do it as often as I can at the moment. We're in the building phase. That is right. Sounds like something you'd say in a board game. Yeah. Before we start, before we go into what we're working on, this week's episode is brought to you by The Arc. The ARC promotes and protects the human rights of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and actively supports their full inclusion and participation in the community throughout their lifetimes. There are many ways to show your support for individuals with disabilities. Find out how you can get involved today by visiting thearc.org. All right. What are we working on, Jason? You're going to have to drag me by the teeth, the hair, something. You're going to have to drag me along. Yes. The biggest thing that we are working on right now is having our partnership agreement signed. While Mark and I are the face of the misplay, we're not doing this all on our own. Friends we knew from our game community are working with us. But before I talk about that, I want to talk about score first. This was the first step I ever made when I knew I wanted to do this. When I knew you did too, I found an organization called SCORE. They mentor small businesses and they, they match you up with someone and we talked by email, then we, then we met on Zoom and I discussed what our plan was with, with our mentor. And our mentor's name is Mitchell. Couldn't be friendlier, super nice guy. He gave us a lot of really good advice. One of the biggest pieces was to talk to a lawyer. This was largely because at the time, in the early phase of this, I was really locked into, and you remember this, how controlling shares and financial shares would be divided, right? I was really, because I went into this, Mark, when I, when I initially reached out to SCORE and Mitchell, I said, I want to create an employee-owned company that is making a board game. Like co-op company, right? Like co-op model. Yeah, using that model where every employee owns a part of the company. You know, that is the socialist in me that, you know, believes that, you know, no matter where you're working, I think you should have some invested stake in that company. But? But <laughs> Mitchell had pointed out that there can be a lot of kind of pitfalls with that particular model. And one of the things that he recommended I do was speak to a lawyer. And as luck would have it, I knew a lawyer in the board game video game space. I had recently listened to an episode of the Board Game Design Lab, which if you don't know, is a major pot more than a podcast, a, a major creator and voice in this space where Gabe interviewed Zachary Strebeck. So I reached out to Zachary. 
he's been great. So he's been working with us to get the partnership agreement drawn up and signed. And it, in fact, it was both Mitchell and Zachary who moved me away from creating an LLC. So we are not setting up an LLC yet. The primary reason is that we're not selling anything yet, that the LLC primarily protects us should something go wrong or Mark steals a game concept entirely from another company. Once we have a product, then yeah, we are going to need to take the partnership agreement and it is the, it's the foundation for what will be the LLC eventually. But one of the reasons they had kind of moved me away from the employee owned was there's a lot of challenges in getting that going and getting that started. And I think what I've learned so far, the, the advice is to keep it simple. And I'm lucky that I'm surrounded by people who trust me, I think. Mark, do you trust me? Can I have the password to Patreon? No. <laughs> I guess. Um, so while technically I control the partnership, I'll own 51% of, of the misplay. There was a world, okay, that Mark gets mad at me because, Mark, what's the reason you would get mad at me? Mm, you make me play your golf game? <laughs> exactly. I mean... <laughs> that's right so mark tells scott scott tells brian brian tells other brian and before you know it everyone's mad at me nobody wants to play my golf game and we're like let's kick jason out of the misplay which by the way be a misplay definitely but that parallel universe exists and it, it wasn't that you know it wasn't that they were like this is going to happen but they were just like in our experience this thing can happen. So then I started looking at, okay, well, maybe we don't do employee owned, but I, I do want to make sure people know that we'll be splitting the financial shares and controlling shares would be different. But I think for simplicity right now, that conversation is just tabled. Until there's finances to talk about sharing. Exactly. And the goal right now is just to get the wheels moving. And, and that's what we're doing. Um, and so behind the scenes, the team is helping with visuals, a small ad campaign that we're running. We have a, a really cool marketing opportunity with a local game store. So wheels are rolling. Zoom. Did we need a lawyer? Need? It's hard to say. Having a lawyer, if you can afford a lawyer, I think is probably good. In addition to the partnership agreement, Zachary is also filing our trademark documents for us. And you can do that on your own. You can file a trademark. It's, it's a government website. It's like doing your taxes. But we felt it was best, and someone else had recommended that you should just have a lawyer do it. Like, you can mess it up. I'm sure if I did it, I would do it wrong like the first five times. I mean, I put my hoodie on backwards like 20% of the time. How? I don't even know. I have an intervention for you. Yeah? Wear a hoodie more often. I wear hoodies all the time, but... It, and there's going to be a listener out there who understands, and there's be one, and that's fine, who puts their hoodie on backwards. You don't check the tag before you put on? I just like, I don't know. I can't explain it, Mark. It's like why it takes me three times to put a fitted sheet on correctly, right? It, you do it one time wrong. It's like, oh, okay, it just goes the other way. But my point is like, I mess some things up. I, I, I can overlook some, some important things. If you're looking to talk to a lawyer, I do highly recommend Zachary Strebeck. And you can find his information at strebecklaw.com. So Mark, that was all the fun stuff, right? That was, that was the, the primary business piece that I have been working on for us. 
and which is of no interest to you. Oh, you said we're done with the fun part. I thought you said we were going to go into the fun part. Okay, we'll go into the fun part now. Are you ready? Learning about games. Learning about games. Talk to us about what else we've been doing to kind of learn about games and the design space. So like you were saying earlier, um, the research part. So we're starting looking at all of the resources that are available to learn how to do this. And the shining star of the space is the Board Game Design Lab and Stonemeyer Games. So there's a blog that goes back a long time. The blog is essentially the roadmap on how to do this. And why would we travel the road not taken when we can travel the way that's been paved in advance for us? There's plenty to learn and we don't need to reinvent the wheel in this case. Other opportunities to further our learning, Mark Rosewater is a prominent figure in the Magic the Gathering community who has also written a lot about game design, specifically about magic. Um, but he wrote a what I would call like a seminal or a capstone piece on 10 things every game needs. And then we're also going to jointly take the game design masterclass together. I'm excited for this. I know. We got to schedule one we're going to watch. It's like going back to college with you, buddy. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle more homework, Jason. Midday naps? I wish. <laughs> I'm lucky to be taking a lunch right now. Hang out in the quad? Little hacky sack? Little frisbee? Yeah. Play some golf? You're not going to play golf. I'm not going to play don't, golf. Don't even. But yeah, I'm really excited for the for the master class, which is a, it's essentially another podcast that goes into the board game design space. Yeah. So if we, if we think about learning in, because Jason and I are both teachers, and so we spend a lot of time thinking about teaching craft and ways to make sure that students are taking the information that is being presented to them and then making sure it integrates so that they can create new knowledge or apply it in some way. So in tandem with the learning that we're going to do and the research and kind of the information that is available, um, we're going to put our teacher hats and our curriculum design hats on for ourselves and take things that we're learning about in masterclass or take a particular aspect of game design that we've read about and use those as the starting points. We talked about last time how it's important if we're going to be designing games, if you want to get good at it, you have to do it. And so the plan then is to create a curriculum for ourselves where we're making small games regularly as we build to the larger capstone project that we're working on that will eventually kickstart. Yeah. And the other major resource here, Mark, as we, as we tell our story, and I, I think you touched on it briefly when you mentioned the Stonemeyer Games blog, which is an incredibly detailed resource for people that are looking to get into the game design space. But we have to tap into the community around us. And again, you said it, we're not reinventing the wheel. And we are in the beginning stages of doing that. We went to our first small gaming convention in Berkeley. It was a great way to dip our toes into seeing into the future for ourselves, right? We got to sit down with people who have been doing this, who are very passionate about it and like this is their thing um i would call the misplay i love i'm passionate about the misplay i'm in i'm invested in the project literally and figuratively but like these are people who like this is their primary hobby right so it was cool we got to sit down we played we played three different games of really different really different games and give feedback on 
And it was just, it was a neat experience to sit down and see people who have gone through the prototyping process. Cause I was like, Oh, are these ready to sell? Like they look good. They look good. They looked ready. And it sounded like things were, there were changes as there were changes that they were making along the way. But yeah. So again, it was a nice first, a first foray into getting involved, getting more involved in the community. Yeah. And you know, one of the game designers that we met, Randy is somebody that I've emailed recently and still keeping in contact. And hopefully it's somebody that we can have on the podcast in the future. I feel like we haven't let the other shoe drop because aside from being our introduction to like board game convention and design and seeing more of the community at large, there were some pretty cool like personal take, like personal highlights, right? Like I think I remember, (laughs) I very distinctly remember when you got there before me and you were sitting at a table getting ready to play a game and I walk up I look at the table and yes. the way that <laughs> the way that our eyes met when I saw the game that was on the table that we were about to play. I haven't figured out when I'm going to tell that story, right? But since we've 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 mentioned it on this episode a few times, golf, right? Something there's something about golf and Jason and games. And the thing that I haven't shared yet is that the original thing that drove me to saying I want to create a board game is I wanted to create a golf game. Like that was like, I came to originally and I said, I wanna make this golf game about finding golf balls. And so when we sat down for the very first time at a convention, we were playing a golf game. The game that we first saw was, was called Roll in One. And I have the game, I bought the game. And it was just like, I just couldn't believe it. Cause I just thought like, it is such a like niche thing to want to play a golf game or see a golf game. Like I can't, I haven't seen many since Googling it now. Like I know there's a bunch out there, but like, what are the odds that you're going to sit down and play a golf game when the thing that drove you to do this was creating a golf game? Like I was just blown away. I didn't say anything to Randy. I was just like, cool, I'm going to play this. I'm going to like keep it all bottled. And I smiled at you so, so big when you sat down. And so that's one of the things, you know, we don't know what we don't know. How many board games do you think exist? I don't want to talk about it. Like hundreds of thousands, right? I mean, I have no idea. I've played 25 of them. There's so much that we don't know about the space. And so that is why we are joining discords. That is why we are joining reddits. We found, um, in fact, we found a, a really great discord called the Golden Gate Game Makers. So this is a local organization, kind of like SCORE, but like hyper-focused on creating board games. And they have regular meetups where they do play testing. And I'm really excited to start going to these events just to, just to play test, just to say, hi, my name's Jason. I'm doing this podcast thing, but I'm here to play your game. Like, I want to see your game. I want to play other games. That's something we haven't talked about yet. When, when we talked about our research and curriculum and making games, I think we left out a glaring hole that you just mentioned. We need to play more games. Yeah. And we have some we have plans to on how we're going to do that going forward, going to these playtest events and being an extra pair of hands to support people who are farther along in the process will be one option. Part and correct me if I'm wrong, but part of the reason why we want to get out and play more games with other people is, I think we tend to when we play games together, we tend to fall into a very specific range of games. We like these two player games that hit our wits against each other on some level where Jason tries to beat me really hard. And we play one game for a month. 
Right. Right. So the idea of going out and playing more games with other people is to broaden our understanding of what's available. So games that we wouldn't necessarily self-select if we were just going to do games together. Um, when I look back at the steps that it has taken to get us from you pitching the concept of the show to where we are now, where we've recorded episodes, we're getting ready to release our schedule is going to become consistent. A lot of the foundation for what we're going to do going forward is starting to take shape. It has become much easier to see. And I'm really looking forward to continuing on and hopefully our listeners and the communities that we find ourselves involved in will join us along the way. Yeah. I mean, that's the idea. We're trying to pull people into our story. We're not the first podcast to do this. We're not the the first person to create a board game, but we hope that what we're doing is, is in some way valuable to other people. If you're already with us and already following, thank you. Welcome. This is going to be a fun start and hopefully there'll be more people that come along the way. And if you haven't jumped in yet and you want to, themisplay.com. All right, Jason. So if we're, the foundations for the business are starting to be put in place, the foundation for the podcast is a little bit in place, what's next? I think people are expecting us to create a board game. I think that's what, I think that's the story. I think that's what we're driving. So we need to, come together with some early creative concepts and the gaming space is massive. How many genres are there? No idea. I don't. There's Euro, a Euro game, card game, living card game, trading card game, deck builder, abstract game, word game, social game. I don't know if all those count. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many more there are, but there's a lot. And one of the things that we have to kind of narrow down is in what space are we going to build a game? And this is probably a different approach than how other people enter the space. I bet other people enter the space with, I have this really great idea. I'm really interested in birds and I want to make this game called Wingspan, right? And they start working on that game. Whereas for us, we're coming at it with, we're wanting to make a game, but we're, we're starting at the beginning. We don't even have an idea. No dreams, no imagination. We have idea. Both of us individually have ideas. And so that is what we want to talk about on the next show. Mark and I have been holding on to ideas. He's been coming up with ideas. I've been coming up with ideas. We need to talk about, you know, who's our audience going to be? We also need to talk about complexity level early on because I think one of the things that could really throw us off track is if we sat down and tried to create Gloomhaven, right? That is incredibly, that is an incredibly complex game. That would take us 10 years to like flesh out something like that. I'm not saying we want to create a simple game, but I'm saying we, we, we probably have to create something that is, as you've said before, and I like how you phrase it, within our means something that is realistic. Yeah. The first game is not going to be the magnum opus in a world where we get to do this more than once. Right? Right. So we're going to come together and we are going to pitch some ideas to each other. We both have things that are passionate to us. 
golf games. Dance fighting? Dance fighting board game. That would be great. I can see it. Yeah. I hope you pitch me a dance fighting game next week. We'll see what we can do. So that is what we are going to do next week. Mark and I are both going to come with a set of ideas. We're just going to be presenting them. We're not picking. We're not, we're not deciding in the next episode what it is we're doing. We might pick something that we don't even talk about. But this is the thing that I think we need to do to start generating those ideas. It's like a giant brainstorm. Yeah. And then hopefully we find some common ground where, not that we're going to promise on making a decision about what the game will be, but start to bring a combination of the ideas so that we can distill them into a, a common idea that we can both be excited to work towards. You hesitated there with excited. Once upon a time, Jason told me you can never use the word excited on a podcast. Because people always said it and it was disingenuous. I think if you do it right, we can do it. I'm excited. That was good, right? You believed it. I don't know. You always sound so deadpan. <laughs> or sarcastic. I can't decide. I can never tell with you. I'm excited. You can't see me if you're listening to this. Mark, do I look excited? His eyebrows are up. Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to kill your buzz. I'm also excited. This is the fun part. This is the fun part. I agree. Today's episode is brought to you by our Patreon sponsors, Mike C, Missy, JP Savard. Consider donating at patreon.com slash the misplay. I mean, that is the <laughs> true or false best part of the show. <laughs> oh, by far. The outtake. I, I want to believe that somebody listens to our podcast just to be like, what is the outtake? I wonder what they, I wonder what funny thing Jason said. That's what I want to believe. Bird span. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until we get to start naming episodes cool things instead of, what is it, building a board game? <laughs> yeah. Episode two, partnership agreement. <laughs> What are we going to name this episode? I actually want to talk to you about that. <laughs> Birdspan. We can't name it Birdspan. Business stuff. <laughs> you get every hit on your analytics. What about beginning a business or getting down to business? <laughs>